Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So I wanted to go over and check out a Zero Hedge article from Lance Roberts. He does a lot of podcasts with my good buddy Adam Taggart over at Wealthion. And they're talking about some specific data, some metrics, some numbers that you only see when we're right before a recession. And as you can guess by the thumbnail, we're seeing these types of data right now as we speak. So let's get into exactly what we're talking about here. And I know Snyder has been talking about this quite extensively as well. It's this difference between GDP and GDI. And I I find this really fascinating because we get so focused on GDP that we forget about GDI. And at times, or many times, uh, this is an actual better indicator of when you're in a recession. So Lance starts, well, this is kind of halfway down the article, but he starts this portion of the article. Let's review the economic cycle equation once again. Okay, there we go. All right, so let's review the economic cycle equation again. You can see that right at the top. Production equals incomes equals consumption, demand, increase employment, increase wages. It is relatively simple economic concept that seemed to elude the vast majority of mainstream analysts, seemingly the Federal Reserve itself. However, there are two measures of economic activity. Most common measures, GDP. This is the simple sum, personal consumption, expenditures, business investment, government spending, and net exports. So if we have a trade deficit, you'd have to calculate GDP then subtract the trade deficit, or you'd have to add the trade surplus. Uh, Okay, other less observed measures, GDI. Now, again, this is this measurement that we've talked about a couple times on this channel. Obviously, Lance talking about it here. And Snyder has been talking about this a lot, probably over the last two months or so. So GDI is wages plus profits plus interest income, rental income, taxes, production, import, or minus, plus taxes, okay, minus production, import, subsidies, statistical adjustments. Therefore, given GDI measure measures the income side of the equation derived from production, it is logical that GDI should track pretty close to GDP over time. Furthermore, it should be logical that diversions between production and consumption should indicate a shift in economic underpinnings. This is what he's saying in the article. Now, he starts this section by illustrating this chart. I think this is basically real GDP versus real GDI quarterly growth rates. So what's interesting here is how it looks like real GDP typically above slightly GDI, but that switched. It's like, well, it's tough to read there. Looks like uh, 2021, we'll call it. And then uh, we noticed that switch again in late 2022. And then we're back to GDP being larger. But I think what's interesting here is GDI has gone completely negative over the last three quarters. So the next chart, Lance points out that there's this divergence between the two where you see real GDP continuing to go up. So everyone's looking at this saying, oh, look, the economy is booming. Well, at the same time, GDI, the actual incomes are going down and down significantly. So then he goes on to say, the question is whether this is an anomaly or has it occurred previously? GDI, a recession warning, the short answer is yes. The chart below looks at real GDP, GDP excuse me, and GDI, uh, let's see, back to 1947. 
and measures the deviation between the third quarter growth rates of each. Huh, that's really interesting, isn't it? Let's look at this chart. Gap between third quarter growth rate. Okay, so we can see that, oh, I got it. Third quarter growth rate of GDP and GDI. So let's see, difference between third quarter growth rate. Uh, recessions. So it looks like when you have a positive number, obviously this correlates to recessions. We've got an extreme positive number now. So I would assume that is when a positive indicates the GDI is lower than the GDP, just looking at this at first glance. And then we go to this chart that we used in a thumbnail yesterday, which I didn't even touch on, but I think is extremely important. And this is straight from the Federal Reserve. Uh, this is their recession kind of probability metrics that they use based on the calculations from the yield curve. So again, this is from the Federal Reserve. And you can see that they've got the probability of a recession at almost 80%. Now, it has gone down slightly, but pretty much every single time it gets above 40%, we go into a recession. And very, very soon, if not... Uh, if we're not already in one. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading, Jason Hartman, real estate, and Brent Johnson with macroeconomics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. Now we get to this chart, which is the main chart that I wanted to go over. Very fascinating. Lance points out that every single time that we have this, these tighter financial conditions measured by how is he measuring that? Given a wide range of confirming indicators previously discussed, betting on the avoidance of a recession, particularly given such tight financial conditions, seems risky. I think that's very well said. So the uh, shown below, financial conditions measured by the difference between the 10-year treasury yield and the neutral rate clearly reside in restrictive territory, such as previously always. Yeah, so the neutral rate is what the Fed comes out with and says this is the rate where we think that uh, – you know, we would get to, let's say, back down to our 2% target of inflation. And it's just some arbitrary number that they come up with. But you compare this to the 10-year treasury, and I would assume that when the neutral rate exceeds the 10-year treasury rate, that's the market saying, hey, Fed, you're offsides. And the market, as you can see, is pretty much always right. <laughs> Shocker, right? And... Uh, we go back to, well, let's just take it back down, back to the recession prior to uh, 1990s, early 1990s there. We can see that financial conditions get tight based on this metric. And we can see that happen again in 
the dot com. Now it doesn't happen every time because we get close to this line here and we did not have a recession, but back then the yield curve was not inverted. So you've got to look at this chart along with all the other data points we have. And then GFC gets very, very tight again, but back, but then we did have an inversion and it uh, gets close to tight prior to the Cervasa sickness. As you know, we had an inversion then. Now it's super tight. Uh, I mean, we're getting close to where we were .com, close to even where, where we were back in Volcker days, for heaven's sakes. And once again, we are not just in a inversion, but we are in an extreme inversion. So really interesting data points there from Lance Roberts. want to give him full credit. And you can check out that article in its entirety on Zero Hedge. And you can check out Lance, I think pretty much every Saturday with Adam Taggart on their podcast or on Adam's podcast, Wealthion. So this is just another metric that we have that kind of lines up with everything else that we talk about on this channel with the exception of unemployment. That's it. So the amount of outliers that are that run contrary to the numbers that are screaming recession are getting less and less and less to the point now where you're pretty much hanging your hat on that one number <laughs> on 3.8. That's about all you got. <laughs> and once that goes, I think you would assume that there's got to be capitulation. But I know the stock market well. I know the market well enough to know that they're going to try to spin this somehow as a way to be bullish and uh, YOLO and FOMO and all the other acronyms that CNBC is going to try to uh, push to get you to invest your money in the stock market. But thank goodness you've got the Rebel Capitalist Channel's a counterbalance to that opinion. And it's, it's, you know, a lot of people accuse me of fear porn. I think that's justified because my views are typically bearish. Now I'm not creating these stories, as you guys know, just to get uh, uh, views or whatnot. This is my actual base case. This is how I see the world. And this, these are my opinions that I'm just getting off my chest and expressing to you guys. But it is true that especially lately since the curve has been invert, inverted, I, I have a very, very bearish slant <laughs> to say the least. But hopefully it's not just about being bearish. It's about your bearish view being backed up by data. You see, if I'm just out here, if anyone's out here on YouTube or social media or whatever, and they're just saying, oh, you know, the economy's in the, in the gutter and all these things, and uh, it's because of all these bumper stickers, but they're not really giving you any facts. Oh, it's because the deficits are exploding. Okay, well, that in and of itself is a good data point, but that doesn't mean a lot, right? We've seen the deficits ex explode in the past uh, without a recession, or it's because the Fed's balance sheet is exploding. Oh, okay, but we've seen that happen. It doesn't necessarily always lead to what we're seeing as a potential recession. But hopefully, hopefully, with this channel, and especially on the George Gammon channel with whiteboard videos, I can take that bearish view that I naturally have and I can tell you why I see the world this way, but back that up with facts, data, and hopefully an accurate assessment of history. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism. And if you'd like to check out the most important stories of the last couple of days, Josh, Let's put them into a playlist.
We'll see you in the next video.